And welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program and uh, for joining us every Sunday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Mondays at 1 a.m. and Wednesdays for a special edition of Tell Me Your Story at 9 a.m. Streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We podcast at SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, as well as... I will say, as well as, um, let's see, we've got uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, and then YouTube, where you can watch these interviews. I know I just duplicated myself, but that's all right. It's worth repeating because you folks have increased our listenership via the, the podcasts to 84,000 plus listens in a little over four and a half years. Uh, again, I say this every time with all humility. I have no clues to what those numbers mean. I'm just glad they're going up, which means people are listening. And I have 74 subscribers, but I have a lot more people that are listening and not subscribing. And the only reason I would ask you to subscribe is so that you get notified when a new program, a new podcast or videocast is uploaded by yours truly. Uh, I'm not interested in increasing to 74,000 subscribers. That is, that is not my goal. My goal is to get this information out. And that's why we have, as our very special guest here on the program, returning after, I can't even remember how long it's been since we've had uh, Monique Giles on the program. Monique, thank you so much for joining us. And folks, this is our first in-studio interview. Yes, we have two cameras. Managed to make that happen. Thank you for being with us. And coming up here to Santa Barbara. Oh, thank you so much, Richard. I, I jumped at the opportunity. I was like, wait a minute. I'll come back to the studio. I'd love to and see you. And I, I love face-to-face, -face, so it's, there you have it. It is so much better, I have to tell you. Uh, it's one of those things where um, the energy is so much different. It really is. <laughs> it is. And uh, it is. so it's really nice to have you in studio. Uh, to talk about the work that you are doing, uh, it was funny. I was looking through your website uh, just the other day thinking, MGM. Well, it isn't quite MGM, but it's the Monique Giles method. Mm -hmm. So I call it the MGM. Yeah, you know, that's right. Big lion, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. That's right. Uh, let's kind of start there, and uh, we'll get into some of your past. For those people who haven't heard uh, our conversations of the past, sure. which goes back long before we were doing You know podcasts. what? It was before um, Biden, uh, not Biden, um, Obama got elected. Oh, wow. I remember you saying, asking me, what did I think about the election, upcoming election? Uh, and so it was going to be in November. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, it's been a while. Oh, oh good. And, and we're about ready to celebrate uh, coming this September. Uh, I will we'll call it the end of our 14th year of doing this program in particular. Oh. Tell us about the MGM, the uh, Monique Giles Method. So, the Monique Giles Method, um, well, okay, so first of all, I'm a futurist, intuitive mm -hmm. business futurist, and I, um, over the years, have developed a method called the Monique Giles Method, and where I... Um, um, brought into any type of business situation or if a product or project or anyone's become stuck or blocked in business, um, whether it's a family partnership in El Salvador to a person who is figuring out what their next step is in their business and career lives. Um, 
I have an inherited ability from my dad where I'm able to know exactly what's caused a business to get stuck on an atomic and molecular level just from hearing somebody's oh, voice. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if you know that's that part. That's pretty deep. <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty deep. And my yeah. dad could have a patient walk in the door and tell you everything about that person before they open their mouth. He was a psychiatrist, and I inherited his ability, and my grandmother... She was definitely, she, they would never admit to any of this, but they, trust, absolutely, they could do this. And um, she could see things, upcoming events that were going to happen and things like that. And so I'm able to go backwards and forwards in time with businesses and to know what's caused them to get stuck. But everybody starts with an initial consultation, and then we go on from there after I figure out exactly what's caused them to get stuck, and then we develop what's next. And But there's a whole other caveat that's developed over the last couple of years. I, I was really sick for 15 years, oh, violently my. ill. Yeah. And I was exposed to this toxic mold. And it was in my brain and my lungs. Even when I met you, I was still really ill. Mm -hmm. And um, and so um, I had seen every top doctor in the world, Olympic ski team, neurologist, you, you name it. I've seen the best of the best. Anybody can help me. And uh, I was going to jump off a cliff in Malibu in 2018. And instead, I said a prayer. Because I couldn't live that way. I'd been in and out of the ER a thousand times and um, shooting pains in my brain and my lungs. And everything was squeezing. My brain was squeezing all that kind of stuff and nobody could help me. And um, within a couple of months of saying that prayer, I had some sort of, it, and it is what it is, I had some sort of divine intervention happen and I was healed with healing hands and I was left with a hand that heals. This is nothing I talk about. I'm mm -hmm. talking about it probably for the first time on radio right here on YouTube and everything mm -hmm. else. And uh, and um, and uh, it's not something I put on my website um, but uh, now I deal with people who have health cases because I have a right hand that has healed animals and people and you name it. Um, all mm. over all kinds of situations. When doctors can't figure out what's going on health-wise, I'm able to figure that out, too. You know, wow. back in 92, I think, 91, 92, I was touted as the bubbly Sherlock Holmes in the L.A. Times. Yeah, I saw that. And little did I know that um, it would end up being true in both business and health now. Wow. I'm able to detect what's going on, and, uh, and my hand has been of help. I call it my hovering hand. I don't. I don't think of myself as a healer, but right. um, I'm not. You know, it's. But my hand, absolutely. So, I just said all this. <laughs> it's not. It's been word of mouth for a really long time. Now, last three years. But, well, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we have a scoop. <laughs> yeah, you got the inside scoop now. So that's part of the Monique Guile method too. And I'm actually feel really blessed. I feel like the creator of the universe and the galaxy is working through me and doing all kind of stuff. So you think this is something that, uh, as you said, you inherited this intuitive aspect from your father. Mm -hmm. in the, you think it was in the chromosomes, the DNA kind of thing? <sighs> or is it just something that sort of spiritually is sort of, you know, passed on? I mean, I've, I've heard stories of where, um, you know, I mean, it's next to impossible mm -hmm. to really know where that information is contained mm -hmm. is okay we want to pass this on to each gender we don't want it to skip whereas like in my family uh with uh, the congenital eye issues mm. uh it skipped my two eldest sisters but mm. i my brother and my two younger sisters mm -hmm. got it mm. however my sister my eldest sister's daughter didn't and her children as as far as i know do not have it interesting. which is right yeah it's very that interesting, is interesting. How all of this. yeah so when you when it comes to these kind of these kind of spiritual 
um, uh, manifestations in our right. lives. Right. Um, and it's something I also want to talk about a little bit further in a different direction. Sure. But what, what are your thoughts in that regard in well, terms of how mm-hmm. other individuals, my grandmother did this and my grandfather did that and my great-grandmother was this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I've got that too. Right, right. So I'll start off saying that, you know, I inherited ability from my dad and my mom gave me a life where that ability got seriously exercised. I mean, I had to know the difference between the FBI and the CIA at a really early age. I was put on the street, locked and kicked out of the house when I was 10 years old. And I had to figure out, like, what was I going to do? My mom wouldn't let me back in the house. And so I um, went to the bar and across the street and stood on a chair and made a collect call to my dad and he sent a cab and but from there on in um uh, my mom married somebody where it became one of the top four federal cases in louisiana and it was it's been written up in a book and it was in the media for a year and a half and i literally had to know the good guys from the bad guys or being people seriously hurt and to become one of the top four federal cases in louisiana there's some stuff going down because it's so corrupt there so i had this this um lifestyle this background where this i did not know i had an inherited ability but i had to be able to read people and know things ahead of time to stay safe and i did stay safe and um that ability i didn't i didn't realize i had it i always knew when when people would talk about business stuff it's like i get this film that runs in my mind and i would follow the pictures um, and I just instinctually knew things. So I, I believe that we all have intuitive abilities. We're all, we all have abilities. And as a result of our background, they get exercised in one form or another. Like for me, it was being able to read situations, read people, know things ahead of time. Mm. Um, and another, you know, somebody else might have a different situation that they come from and um, they're, they have a different type of ability. Like people, some people get it in dreams or some people get it in um, just different forms and fashions. But mm-hmm. mine comes in, it, it's directly related to businesses. It's absolutely okay. you know, related. And I, I get films and blocks of information. So to, to answer your question about how it skipped a generation with you, I think it would have to do with chromosomes and, yeah. you know, who someone because got. Because it's more biological, physical. It's biological, yeah. Right. Whereas this is more... I mean, I you know, there, there's a part, people say it is part of the brain where I access more of my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but there's also the unknown factor, you know, that there's, we have, we're connected to something way greater than ourselves, whatever you want to call it. And, and I think if we're able to download from that situation, let's get quiet enough to hear how we're being guided. Um, well, yeah. that's something I want to talk about as we continue. We're talking with uh, Monique Guild, and we're talking about the work that she does with the Monique Guild method, among other things, as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you all for joining us here on the program. You know, you, you talk about the, something that we talk about every single program. We bring this up in the sort of the announcements portion, and I usually put it off till later because I want to jump right in to the conversation. We talk about wanting people to participate in what we call the Decade of Perfect Vision. It started out in September of 2019 as the Year of Perfect Vision. When the 2020, the year of 2020 was over, we moved it to the decade, adding another 10 years or nine years, if you will. What that means is we are asking people to spend time going within Mm -hmm. into that quiet, still, 
peaceful, calm place and listen to the still, small voice Mm -hmm. inside that will give you encouragement, it will give you inspiration, it will give you insight, it will give you perfect vision, if you will, Yes. because there is no filter. Whereas when we are sharing, even in this conversation, yes. everything we say is being filtered through something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you can't escape that. That's just that's just the nature of the human being. Mm-hmm. But with the still, small voice, there is no filter. Right. It's direct. And so that's something we encourage people to do is, is to spend that time. I'm curious as to when you... Even though, as you've already stated, that Mm -hmm. you, as you put it, inherited this from your father, Mm -hmm. did you tap into it right away as a young child? Oh, I had to. I had to. Like, people were really being hurt, like, seriously hurt. Um, uh, And, uh, oh, yeah, I didn't realize I was. Um, Not at the time. But now as an adult, as I've grown as an adult, you know, it's interesting. There were enormous distractions as a child, enormous, enormous distractions. I mean, it, it's literally my stepfather's case became he was a huge, huge case. And it involved it involved um, world renowned people and stuff like that. And mean it. But all that meant is it got more media attention. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so um, and people knew our business. Um, but now as an adult, you know, so I was I had to tap in if I wanted to be safe. I mean, mm-hmm. I had to. I, I didn't have a choice. I, I really didn't. But now as an adult, making sure that I take that time to meditate, making that time to journal every day, you know, taking that time so that I can hear my guidance. Because as an adult living in Los Angeles, I mean, there's so many distractions oh, going on you know, to hear yeah. how we're being guided and what our next step is. Yeah. And, and um, you know, there's also the internal distractions that go on. And so really learning how to quiet those, so quiet the insides and the outsides, so I can really hear that intuitive voice and follow that guidance is crucial. Oh, my gosh. When I, when I feel like I can't hear that voice or that guidance, scares me yeah you know it's it's really an important thing for me now here is something a little twist on it that was given to me as i shared this concept this whole concept with with one of my other guests and it had to do with the question that they asked is that well how can you be sure richard that that voice that you're listening to that you're allowing to guide you isn't one of those voices that's telling you to go out and kill 16 people or cause this mayhem and that and do and that how can you be sure it's of god and i said well i i you know i don't really have an answer for that at that time that's where i was Mm -hmm. i'm curious as to what your answer to that question would be how do we make sure that the voice we're listening to is genuine it's our higher self the divine mm-hmm. whatever other names people might have for it mm-hmm. so i mean in my opinion i don't think that the universe god the creator the all-knowing the whatever you want to call the outside forces whatever they are to whoever i don't think they're intentionally wanting us to hurt anyone i right. mean that is like or self or or self hurt ourselves or anyone else Mm -hmm. you know i really don't it's um i feel that 
you know, in the name of anything that's man-made, like in the name of religion, name of this, in the mm-hmm. name of I'm going to go kill so-and-so in the name of religion. That's a man-made deal. Yeah. You know, yeah. the creator creates. Correct. Yeah. Period. Yeah. The creator creates. Create creator's not into destruction. Uh, you know, if you follow, I, I don't know the Bible well, but um, just, you know, verses here and there. And I do believe that in some respects it's a good instruction because it talks about Jesus, what Jesus was able to do. And we are able to do this and more, yeah. you know. And Jesus is an example of a man who became, I, I'm going to paraphrase all this, mm-hmm. but, sure. who be, you know, who became a god as well. And yeah. um, this, we will do this and more. Yeah. And this is how Jesus did certain things and this. and But I, I don't believe that we are meant to hurt other people. What gives us the right to hurt another human being? And there's a big difference between destruction mm-hmm. and what Jesus went through. And that was transformation. Right. They tried to destroy him. Right. And that's, you know, as the story that's goes, right. they tried to destroy him, but he was not destroyed. However, he did, I don't say he was, he did transform. Yes. To, uh, uh, I will say, maybe a higher level of being. Transform and transcended. And transcended, yeah. Mm-hmm, for sure. And I yeah. think that, you know, whether, whatever environments we're in, whether it's our family environments, our communities, our society, um, it, it is about transformation. I think we're either in creation or really destruction somehow. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're either expanding beyond where we've been before or we're going to implode somehow. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even if we're just expanding in smaller ways, but anything that has to do with destroying another being is not of it's it, no one has the right to take the life of another being I, even as far as animals go too you know sentient beings yeah. so you know it's it and it is interesting the 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 arguments you hear sometimes to justify that um, whether it be war uh, whether it be uh, uh, through our our penal system our judicial system uh, you know and so forth and I just I you know I, I I'm I am still flabbergasted at that Somehow the logic has been lost along the way. Mm-hmm, Just mm-hmm. simple, simple yeah. logic. Yeah. And then the other aspect of it too is I keep hearing about how when uh, two people uh, create a, and this is a phrase that you a new life. Mm-hmm. It's not new. Mm-hmm. You don't. It's you're not creating something mm-hmm. out of a vacuum. You have to have the right two cells, mm-hmm. okay, the egg and the sperm, mm-hmm. and it, to me, this is just my observation, mm-hmm. it's a continuation yeah. of life, not new. Right. It may be a different manifestation, but again, right. that goes back to what we just talked about, a transformational, transcendent expression right that continues right the species if you will right 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 you know that's an interesting topic because you know the whole thing of a woman is raped and all that sort of thing i think a a woman does have the right to choose Mm -hmm. i don't think i I mean i I think in somebody's violated her body somebody's done something against her who's destructive why would she have to take in that energy you know i I don't think that you know that's a whole different ball game but and, it and really we won't, is. We won't get into that. But no. what, I, what I find so fascinating is 99% of the time, mm-hmm. those arguments mm-hmm. are made by men. Mm-hmm. Men mm-hmm. are making those arguments, mm-hmm. not women. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You don't hear, and and I think more and more women are starting to speak out. Not the ones who've been abused or raped right, or had you, right. but the female side of the species is starting to say, "Hey, oh, stop, yeah. <laughs> stop." <laughs> yeah. You know. We're talking For with sure. uh, Monique Guild, and we're talking about, well, obviously a lot of different things. She has a website, MoniqueGuild.com, and we hope that you will go there. We will be linked to your website, as we do with all of our guests, here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's really nice to have uh, Monique Guild in studio with us after, well, uh, if I try to do the math, we're looking at uh, at least... Um, uh, 13, 14, maybe 15 years. I think so. Can you Holy imagine? Mackerel. I know. And I, know. I think the last time we did the interview was on the phone. We weren't using... I was in mo- studio. Oh, you were in uh, studio. That's how I knew to come in studio oh. this time. And See, we talked... I, yeah, yeah, we talked about Obama has was not in office yet. And yeah. um, gonna, the elections were coming up. And how did I see them coming out, turning out, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I, I went back and read our notes from a lot uh, oh, months wow. ago before we even connected this time. Oh, wow. So it was kind of cool to see, yeah. you know, like, what did I say at that time? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, and, and very rarely do we deal with current events because, from my perspective, they're irrelevant. Everything is temporal. Right. Everything is temporary right. except, A, energy. Yeah. Okay? It's yeah. permanent. It It is just transformed right okay right and to that end our spiritual life our inner life that mm-hmm. higher life that is permanent yeah. and immortal yes the, the yes. physical world is temporary it's not immortal and I find it so perplexing I'd love for you to talk about this the struggle that humanity has over this this aspect of change uh, that it's it's as if, uh, you know, and, and again, I don't want to get into, by any means, into politics, but you and I both know that there's one side of the aisle in this country mm-hmm. that would love to go back to the way things were in the 1950s. Because mm. we had morals and we had values and mm-hmm. a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage and the woman was at home barefoot and pregnant. And <laughs> I'm sitting here going, yeah, but there was a segment of our population it was not fun for at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to go back to the 50s, right. first of all, because I wasn't born until 1960. <laughs> Right. Uh, and second of all, we got to move forward. Yeah. And I love the there's a, that that beautiful song by REM. Which one? The one that I says, love REM. Uh, it's the end of the world it, as, as we, we know, know it. it. <laughs> and every minute of every day, of every year, mm-hmm. of every decade, etc., mm-hmm. is just that. Yeah. The minute that we just went through, gone. It's gone. It's the end of the world yep. for that minute. As we know it. And everything yep. that was before it, it's gone. Yeah. We can't it's go so back. so true. Right. I know. And yet people want to go back. And they claim that, uh, you know, it's like, I use the word evolution when it comes to education. Why do you send your kids to school? Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. If for 12 12 years you send them to school, force them to participate in an educational system that you even say mm-hmm. is horrible. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I had to laugh when mm-hmm. I heard about the parents who wanted their kids to go back to school mm-hmm. as soon as possible with COVID and everything. And I'm mm-hmm. going, you probably are the same people who think that the system is horrible. It's it's uh, it's not teaching our kids. Then why would you want to send them there? <laughs> well, let me address the first issue you brought no, up, ahead, which is ahead. which is the um, people wanting to go back. I think that people like want to go backwards because they haven't created a future reality that they're more excited about. 
Mm. Good whereas, point. Good point. Whereas when it's like when you have when you get your first bicycle mm-hmm. or your first girlfriend or your first boyfriend and it's all you can think about until you ride your bike or yeah. you drive your first car, you get your first car and you take you know, you drive by your friends, you're like, I'm driving you know <laughs> and you can't think about anything mm. until you're driving and then and then that day when you can go pick up a friend in the car, you know, and mm-hmm. and it's all you can think about. You're all consumed or your first boyfriend you just it's all you think about until you see your first boyfriend or oh my god you're just obsessed right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we have lost that as adults mm. we really have i think most of the population has lost that childlike quality of newness and and stepping in, into an unknown and being so excited about the unknown they've you know as adults we've had a few knocks and we've had a few things you know whether it's illness or death or loss or, you know, just, you know, so much of what life happens. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that, that dream and that, that um, you know, I, I read recently, you know, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Oh, wow. Wow. Right? Yeah. Right? So yeah. we really need to get to that. <laughs> I'm thinking right now. <laughs> right. Exactly. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And as kids, we had so many first all the time. Yeah. When's the last time you did something, you know, for yeah. the first time? So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we, as adults, we've got to explore that again. We've got to get that. That is the only reason why anybody would want to go backwards is because it's a safety. It's a known. Whereas the territory that the world is stepping into now on so many levels oh, yeah. is mind-blowing. And somehow it's, it's mind-blowing in a great way. I just got off the phone with a, a company person as a company. Company, uh, you know, virtual VR, AR, AI, you know, all these things, and and um, it's like, oh my God, you know. And they talked about. I was reading an article yesterday, a day ago, that somebody at Google quit Google because the AI robot became is too sentient. It's too too human, Ooh. and it's scary, and it scared them, and they quit Google. They're like, whoa, what we're doing is not right. You know, I mean, like, even the way, and I was reading, they gave a, um, a log of how the back and forth of the conversation between this person and the, the AI, mm-hmm. the, uh, the robot, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, my God, this is kind of wild. And here's, the, here's an interesting kicker, yeah, a twist yeah. to it. Some will say, oh, my God, we shouldn't be going down this road. And, of course, I, I always ask this question of things like this, whether it's in, in science or medicine mm-hmm. or education or, or religion, mm. not spirituality, but religion. Just because we can, does that mean we should? I know. But here's the twist. Uh-huh. How do we know that the universe, the higher power, mm-hmm. God, Yeah didn't design it to go in this direction. Right. How I mean, do we know? Well, we know because you know. it's happening. You know what well, I mean? there's that it's too. It's happening. And there is good to it. Mm-hmm. There is some good. You know, there some is pluses, good. Yeah. Everything has its pluses and minuses, yeah. though. And it's how it's used. True. How human True. beings use True. it. Yeah. Do you know? And that's the whole key is that the humans, you know, it goes back to what you originally talked about is how do we know with... Um, 
with creation or, or, or are we in creation or destruction? Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, I think taking somebody else's life is not a creative thing. It's yeah. we're not, you know, yeah. so it's not up to us. But AI, it, it's a, it's a very um, it's interesting topic. But yeah. I think that as adults, we've got to at least explore because it. That's why so many people want to run back to their future, their past, because mm-hmm. it's a known factor and it's safe. Yeah, yeah that was safe. Yeah. Whereas right now, it's pretty scary. Yeah. You got guns going off, people yeah. shooting everybody. I mean, it seems like yeah. the wild, wild west in it a different really, way. Yeah. in a way different way. You and know? I will tell you that I would rather go into the void. Right. I would rather go into the yeah. future void. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Than go to the past. Right. Because going to the past basically means that you will relive all of this stuff that we're going through now. Okay? Right, right. As you've kind of put it, the wild, wild west. Yeah. Because you can't change the past. I love these programs that like to tell us that we can go into the past and make changes that will alter the future, right. our present. Right. And I'm just, I'm thinking, what's the <laughs> point? Because right. again, it what you're wanting to alter is the material world right and it's temporary anyway right i mean granted the sun isn't going to explode for another several billion years but one day it will right now whether human beings are still alive and exist mm-hmm. here or on mm-hmm. this planet who knows right um right but one of the things i find so fascinating is the conversation about the one mind i think it was wasn't it Carl Jung who talked about that in his philosophy and psychology? I think you're right, yes. That there's only one mind and that we're all part of that one mind. It's right. like we're all um, uh, uh, smaller holographic images of the whole mind. Right. And I also read something the other day about addiction. And I, I realize this doesn't sound like it's a, a part of this. It but is. I think it is. Yeah. The opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It is not sobriety, this Mm. article said. Mm, Interesting. The opposite of addiction is connection. Oh. And I thought... Interesting. Wow. That's something to contemplate. That makes a big difference Mm. in what you do Mm -hmm. if you really want to live a fulfilling life, yeah. you really want to live your life's purpose, find your life's purpose and right. then live it, then you want to get reconnected. You, one time we all were, right. but you want to get reconnected because right. the basic addiction, basically what it's doing is it's, it's cutting off that connection mm. for that addiction. It doesn't matter what it is. They say from the sunlight of the spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk more about that with uh, Monique Guile here on Tell Me Your Story. You. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, we're talking right now about this aspect of being connected to the all, if you will. Mm-hmm. Being connected, as was mentioned earlier, to the one mind, as Carl Jung talks about. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I had studied more of Carl Jung. I did take psychology. You can. I know I can't. When's I the stu- last time you studied? Exactly <laughs> for well, the first time. <laughs> the last time I studied psychology was in uh, in junior college back in the early '80s, mm. uh, and I have to tell this story regardless. Uh, my best friend and I, who I have known for 50 years, I, I don't know why I love oh, saying that, but 50 well, years, yeah. and we're still connected. We still touch base. 
Uh, and um, uh, the one fun thing about him, uh, he and I, was that we went through grade school, high school, and college together. Wow. And uh, the, wow. the last semester that I was in school, he and I were in, a co in college together at Junior College in Phoenix. Um, each year, each semester that we were there, and I think we were there three semesters. So the first two semesters, he might drop one class. Mm -hmm. But the third semester, he dropped the first class. And we would chat a little bit about it and go on to the next class. Mm -hmm. The next day, he dropped another class. Hmm. And before the week was out, he had dropped all the classes. And I said, well, why did you do that? He says, well, it was just so much fun. I just couldn't stop. <laughs> um, and it was just hilarious. Oh, my God. But, but uh, I didn't do so well in the class psychology, but I was fascinated by it. Mm -hmm. Fascinated mm -hmm. by the concepts and the different philosophies, whether it was for Freud or Carl Jung, or even those that I was introduced to about uh, 15 years later. Mm -hmm. Teilhard de Chardin, is that right? And um, de Chardin. Uh, Pierre um, uh, Teilhard. I think it was Chardin and Teilhard. Those are two different individuals. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying to remember their. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the zero point. Yeah, I'm sure you've zero. heard of that. Of okay. Yeah, and and I went through these personal growth programs in the '90s, mm -hmm. where the facilitator, who has since passed on, uh, his name was George Adair, not the famous philosopher. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was actually a printer. He had a company called Papago Printing in Phoenix, and he would talk about this stuff all the time. Mm. I remember him talking about how nothing that exists today in mm -hmm. the physical, mm -hmm. nothing that mm -hmm. exists today. Mm -hmm was not created with, in other words, everything that it has been created was created with, and this is a very generic term here, very higher, higher and spiritual term, was created with sexual energy. That well, energy that is within us. The, the guy, that's how everything's um, created. Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. That's what he talks about. I yeah. think chapter seven or something, I, 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 he talks about that. And yeah. the... the um, the energy and the power behind that sexual energy but but what i think is interesting is you're bringing up this point zero yes, that you said zero that this point, yeah. zero point mm -hmm. that this uh teacher of yours used to speak about this mm -hmm. and um you know everything comes from that point zero yeah. and in our contemplations with backed by power Especially like a sexual energy, mm -hmm. you know, that contemplation with that type of energy coming into it mm -hmm. is 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 very, very powerful. And the reason, you know, in Thinking Grow Rich, they say that the reason why so many of the men that were so successful in that book was because it was all sexual driven to meet that woman, to meet their wife, to meet, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so it caused them to think, even grow neuronets, neurologically yeah. grow in ways that they would maybe have never thought yeah. before. It was such a massive drive. Yeah. I've even, and, and he even actually, I still have the reel to reel that we recorded this on. Um, and now I'm trying to remember, uh, oh, uh, it was uh, along the lines of the spiritual aspects of sex. Mm. And it was fascinating the, con the, the 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 presentation he made that I recorded for him mm -hmm. uh, that he made available, and um, you know and 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 this has absolutely nothing to do with anything of the physical nature of mm. the sexual relationship mm -hmm. between men and women mm. or or whatever the case mm -hmm. may be, mm -hmm. and so. Um, it seems like we're missing so much because we place these these um, uh, well you said gauges. it earlier connection yeah 
Yeah. It's all about that connection, you know. It's and I think of these kids that are in these schools that are isolated alone and so many of the shooters are the are the kids that are right. isolated and alone and feel different and feel like outcast. You well, know. Well, that's another thing and, too that I find fascinating about mm-hmm. the adults today mm-hmm. in this country specifically mm-hmm. who uh, they want to preserve whatever rights it is they think they want to preserve. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute, you're telling me that your rights are more important than our children, who you say are our future, mm-hmm. are more important than them feeling safe. Right. Seriously. Right. Seriously. Right. It's it's unbelievable. It, it's... Uh, and the Second yeah. Amendment, not to get into that conversation, <clears throat> yeah. it doesn't put a limitation on how many, but I ask the question, how many do you need? Right, I know. You know but it's anyway, that's, a, that's another subject. That's yeah. another subject it, for it's, the show. It's, it's so tied into so many different, yeah. you know, monetary. And, it seems like we're so disconnected, yeah. not, only, mm-hmm. not only from the higher power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. from each other. Mm-hmm. Not And, and mm-hmm. quite honestly... The, the, the virus and the lockdown over the last two years, over two years, or I, I, I'm guessing that most of the country is now unlocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those, let's just say two years. Yes. The disconnect has been there long before that. Right. It, 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 it really brought up what has, yeah. you know, brought up things to the surface that need to be healed as in, yeah. within the nation, within the globe, everywhere. Yeah. everywhere. How just, and I, and I, and I don't, I don't want to blame it on technology, no, no, no. but technology no, 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 has no, no, no. social media, social media, this social dis- media this has disconnected has been for decades. us. Yeah. It's Where would you think it would have started before social media? Uh, long before social media, it started, I think, uh, in the late 70s, maybe early 80s, hmm. when the uh, when the what I call the fairness doctrine that the FCC had in place up until then, mm-hmm. which basically said that when you do a radio or television program, a mm-hmm. broadcast, mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to talk about a particular subject. You talk about it from at least two or more, you know, as two or more sides. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. In other words, you have a conversation similar right. to what we're doing. In other right. words, you could be disagreeing with me 100% right now. Right. And that would be just fine. Right. Because I'm here to learn, too. Right, right. Me, too. Right. But the point is not for you and I to agree. It's for you and I to have a conversation that brings up conversational points for those people who are listening. Right. And if you have information that you have researched and brought forth that has helped you to help others. Right. And and you share that with the audience, mm-hmm. whoever they may be. Yep. And let them make up their own mind. Exactly. This, exactly. Like, it's, a, get, it's agreeing to disagree. Do you know what? Like, I may not agree yeah. with the philosophies that you have sure. or things, but I can listen to your opinion, your sides, sure. your whatever, yeah. and we can hear each other. Yeah. You know, they in, in the 12-step programs, they always say um, keep uh, press, radio, and films, also um, politics and religion out of it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you just have a bunch of people fighting all the time, and right. they wouldn't be addressing the real right. issue. Right. Right, which is the separation. Mm-hmm. Like, we talked about addiction being a separation, right. of no, no connection. And so the moment, you know, politics, and all these things get into the mix, it's just a big 
distraction. It's yeah. a huge distraction from our yeah. humanity and what's going on. I mean, really, everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants family, yeah. community, exactly. to be heard, yeah. to be accepted. Yeah. You know, and and that's you know just human common decency, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that if we could just hear each other more, you know, and and just listen, yeah. and not have to agree, disagree, just go, okay. All right. Yeah, I may yeah. not agree with what you just said, but that's you know, yeah. Whatever. It's like mm-hmm. it's like that's your opinion, and my saying that doesn't make you wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Right. I'm saying that's your opinion. Right. It's, I have a different one. Doesn't yeah. make me right. And we grew up wrong. in different backgrounds. Yeah. We grew up in different everything, yeah. and so of course we're going to have differences. Yeah. And so I think that's one of humanity's biggest opportunities for growth is to learn to accept each other's differences and to move forward into the unknown as opposed to going backwards to yeah. safety, which is total destruction. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we've been destroying ourselves forever, you know. As and, long as we've been here. I've yeah, even asked the question yeah. on some programs. <laughs> uh, I'm a very optimistic person. I do believe that we can yeah. turn things around. Yeah. However, I have asked this question uh, of some of my guests. I'll put this to you. Uh, and I probably already know where, what your answer is because uh, you're also a very positive and optimistic person. Mm-hmm. But... I look at our history as a as a species. I mean, in our total history, okay, from the beginning. Right. And I say, okay, based upon man's inhumanity to man throughout his his her history, mm-hmm. you really think we deserve to continue as a species? I mean, come on, we haven't gotten it. So maybe we should just stop. But who's to make that decision? Well, but you it's know? just it's more. The question is, do you really think we should continue as a species? Right. If we can't get along with one another on some of the simplest things, mm-hmm. we're never going to progress. And quite honestly, our, our our government in this country, but I know this is uh, this way in others, mm-hmm. there hasn't. Th- yes, we've increased. We've we've moved forward technologically. Yeah. We have not moved forward civilly. <laughs> we haven't moved forward governmentally, politically, right. Right. religiously. And quite honestly, the, 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 the process that we need to really embrace in my, and again, I say it's my opinion. I take it. It's on me. Mm-hmm. If you want to take it, fine. I'm mm-hmm. not putting this on anybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. It's evolution. Right. Evolution in every area of one's life. Again, why do you send your kids to school? Mm-hmm. That is an evolutionary process. Mm-hmm. Education is mm-hmm. just that because mm-hmm. we're supposed to move forward, learn things, uh, be able to process think, information and so forth. What do you think about Elon's philosophy on education now? You know, he's created his own school for his kids, you know, and what he yeah. does is he's really, I'm a, I'm a big Elon fan. Mm-hmm. I've, I've really studied him and uh, I like his philosophies in different areas, and with each individual, he has, I think, seven kids now, mm-hmm. and he he looks to see their own talents, their own, what what are they bringing to the world, and he has created yeah. a school wow. for his kids that other ch- children can uh, join now, too. I think like 40 children, new 40 children a year or something, mm-hmm. um, but they really assess what is that child here, what is their talent, what is their ability, what is really... What is coming out of them that we need to pay attention to and not make them all conform to a cookie-cutter educational system? Yeah. Well, here's a kicker that I found after I got out of high school. Mm -hmm. And I remember being taught in biology in high school Mm -hmm. 
that um, uh, boys and girls learn differently because girls' brains supposedly, mm -hmm. from a biological standpoint, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. develop a little faster mm -hmm. than the male brain. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. uh, that's just the way it is. There's nothing right or wrong. It is the way that it is. Mm -hmm. And that boys have a lot more energy and have trouble sitting still in school, you know, especially in the early grades and so forth. And I thought, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I understand that because if I had gone to school in the 80s, I'd probably have been put on some form mm. of Ritalin or something. Mm -hmm. But I was just a very active kid. Right. I was a kid. Right. Okay, with lots of energy. Right. So I get into the 80s and I'm hearing of all of these kids being put on Ritalin and this and that. ADHD and, the other and, go, and all these things. Wait I know. a minute. I know. You I know. told me in biology in the, in the mm -hmm. 70s that boys and girls were different. Mm -hmm. Well, the two hemispheres, the, the the connective tissues between the two hemispheres, the, the female is more, they fa um, connect faster than sure. the male. But the point I yeah. was getting to was yeah. how can you be drugging these children I know, I know. when I know. you just told me mm -hmm. that boys and girls are different I and that know. every individual boy is different from every other individual I, boy. Yeah. And so to well, that's to, where the monetary system sets in with right. the pharmaceutical companies right. and where they're making a lot of money, yeah. and we could get into that whole thing, yeah. and that's what's going on. But I applaud if that is indeed what Elon is doing for his kids oh, and now others. Yeah, I yeah. applaud him for mm -hmm. looking at each individual as such. Yes, I remember going to my doctor when I was diagnosed number one with high blood pressure several years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I said, well, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the medication to keep the blood pressure down, but mm -hmm. how do you know that my blood pressure doesn't, ru doesn't run in the high normal area? Right. How right. do you know that mine isn't supposed to run there? Right. And then when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes two years ago, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I certainly didn't say that because uh, the, the, the numbers were extremely high. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. A1C is supposed to be around 5.7. I was 11.2. Mm -hmm. uh, my uh, average was 275, supposed to be around 120. Hmm. And he even said, oh, probably even 300 when they checked it mm -hmm. two years ago. Mm -hmm. And he says, it's a long road, Richard. I says, no, it's not. I know how I got here. I said it was the pandemic. Because what did we all go to when we were first locked right. down? We went to comfort foods. Right. What do comfort foods have? Carbs and sugars. Right. And carbs turn to sugars. Right. So I got off the sodas. I haven't had a soda in almost two years. Okay. Good for you. I switched yeah. to those flavored sparkling drinks. Now I love. That's funny. Somebody said to me, <laughs> they <laughs> applauded me for getting off the sodas, and then said, "Yeah, but Richard, do you know that the nitrogen in those bubbly drinks with the you know sugar, no Take with no bone. sugar and no carbs, yeah. you know that that's." Uh, I said, "Excuse me, one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm not drinking all of that <laughs> sugar and all of that stuff. Yeah. So give me a little credit. Here, right, 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 right. I'll work on the whole nitrogen thing." A little further down the road. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> but I, I go back to the fact that what you have just said about, again, the, the, the Elon Musk school mm -hmm. and, and the way they evaluate uh, mm -hmm. kids. We are all individuals. Yes. We are all different. And and the, the one thing that really makes us similar, aside from the fact that we all... Uh, we all, uh, uh, if you cut us, we all bleed red blood. Okay. Mm -hmm. I always thought when I was a kid, we all and do. I heard about all the fighting and everything, what's the matter with you people? You know, we all have the same blood. Why right. is that a problem? You know, right. I know it was other things. But um, the one thing that makes us all 
the same mm-hmm. and or connected mm-hmm. is that we all experience the same emotions, different intensities granted, but all mm-hmm. the same emotions. Yeah. What makes us, and I say this this way, unique, mm-hmm. not different, mm-hmm. but unique, mm-hmm. is the stories behind those right. emotions, whether That's it be right. joy or fear. Right. That's right. Our stories are so important. Yeah. They are. There are in, so many individual amazing, you know, everybody has their story. Yeah. You know, of how they got to where they got to and what happened and what their journeys have been. And they're so important and they need to be heard. And yeah. that's why I love the title of your show. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just so important because we all individually have our stories. And if we could just understand that we all have our stories and the reason why we are the way we are. And just, we're all different yeah. in that way. You know? Monique Giles, my guest, and we're here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I want to ask you, Monique, Monique Giles, who is with us, MoniqueGiles.com, the website we will be connected to as well. Um, am I correct that you do have a, a book uh, uh, that's out? The book has been a book that is done. It's it is done. done, done. And we are just... There's a little tweaking with, okay. um, yeah, some of the, uh, a couple of things, mm-hmm. and, um, but that book needs to be done, done. But then there's, yes. Mm-hmm. So the answer is yes, but it's not published just okay. yet. Mm-hmm. Mine is in the same stage of uh, it's done, but not done, done. Mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. finishing it, and it's been 21 years. Yes. Okay? Yes. yes. <laughs> I was working on it when I talked to you, <laughs> <with> you uh, <laughs> 13, 14 years ago. Yes. Um, but that's okay because uh, I, I believe in divine right timing and uh, and that I am I am finally sitting down and going through it line by line to see okay does this fit here and there and there and so right. forth Good. and then I'll get uh, a proofreader and then I'll get a uh, an editor to look at it and you know the whole process yes yeah excellent uh, but it's really it's really very interesting I'm sure for you. To, to create this. Now, this particular work that you're going to be coming out with, hopefully, maybe by the end of this year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what, in general, what what are we looking at? What are we going to be able to read? So this? it's based on a workshop I've taught for 20 years called mm-hmm. the Intuitive Goal Workshop, and it's all about our soul's purpose goals. It's based on a work on on a workshop I've taught for 20 years through corporations and privately, and I've taught it every which way you can imagine. And I put it into book form. Mm-hmm. And so um, what is it, you know, how are we being guided? You know, how does our intuition speak to us? What are the blocks that prevent us from hearing how we're guided? And learning to identify, trust our own intuition, and it has all kinds of stuff in it. But the the workshop was very successful for a long time, and so um, that is what that book is based on. But there there's a couple of other things that are in the works as well too. So, what would you say from your perspective is the greatest thing that you learned mm-hmm. from the past two years specifically? Mm. What did what did the past two years? tell you or teach you what insights what intui- intuitive messages did you receive about the last two years that may very well prepare all of us mm-hmm. for the coming days weeks months and years mm-hmm. as we I will say it as we transform mm-hmm. or evolve into that higher being that we all internally really do desire to be 
So collectively, there's the collective and then there's the individual. So collectively, to prepare all of us for what is to, um, well, how do I answer that? It's a very good question. Um, Things can change on a dime. Mm -hmm. Know that. Be prepared. Um, The government is not coming to save anybody. Um, we've known that for a long time, being from New Orleans during oh, Katrina, yeah. there was nobody there. Um, and we really need to be self-sustaining, self-supporting, uh, uh, growing our own foods if possible, even if it's on your apartment balcony, you right. know, just something where you're growing some tomatoes or some sort of something, because mm-hmm. one day you may need to barter with your neighbor who exactly. has grown oranges or lettuce or whatever Mm -hmm. or dill or um that um uh, collectively everything is not as it appears to be um and to god there's so much I mean, how in the world do I answer that? There's so much in so many different areas, you know, individually, collectively. I mean, individually, you really learn who you're connected to and who you're not connected to and who you want to be connected to and who you don't want to be connected Mm to. Um, And to not live in fear. I drove across country uh, from L.A. to New Orleans. My dad was dying, and I drove to New Orleans and back to L.A. 27-hour drive there, 27-hour drive back. Did it several times. And... um, to not live in fear, but take care of myself and mm-hmm. do what I needed to do to be healthy and safe and follow the protocol, you know, to, to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. We have to be able to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And um, but um, what's to come of the future of the, the United States, the globe, the world? Um, I think we're going to have a pandemic in just a different way. I think we're going to have a financial pandemic. We're in the middle of it beginning now, you know, with the markets and everything that's happening. And I feel that um, we need to be aware of that and get to know your neighbors. This is where we can start the connection again, because you're going to need that neighbor. That neighbor is going to have your community. They're going to have a hammer and you're not, and you're going to need to nail up something to keep the draft from coming in Mm -hmm. because it's so cold outside and to keep your electric bills down. You know, we, there, there, there could be a lot of good of getting ready to come here out of knowing your neighbors. How can you come together and come? That's where I think the unity and community and all that can repair itself. Mm -hmm. But the financial stuff is getting, it's going to hit. From a spiritual level, do you think that, again, from a spiritual level, Mm -hmm that the construct that was created, what was it, 200 and, what, 20 some odd years ago, uh, where they talk about life, liberty, property, those kinds of things. Pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. And pursuit of happiness. Um, Again, I'm going to say it for a third time. From a spiritual level, Mm -hmm. do you think or intuit that those concepts are irrelevant, not unimportant, Mm -hmm. uh, but irrelevant Mm -hmm. to what we need to do from the inside and on the inside. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So life, we definitely, that's an inside job. We've got to be, you know, living from 
inside out, not outside in. Where are we getting life from? Are we getting life from our community? Are we getting it from our foods? Are we getting it from what we read, what we digest, what we watch in the media? You know, liberty is freedom. Mm -hmm. How are we free? How are we spiritually free? How are we spiritually connecting um, initially with ourselves? Mm -hmm. How are we spiritually connecting, meditating, journaling, hearing our inside guidance? How are we following that intuitive voice? And then how are we um, the freedom with the connection with the globe, the rest of the world? Yeah. And I think that the more that we we find that freedom within individually in our own ways and we're able to somehow collectively come together unitarily i think it's so important to find that freedom within even though you may be confined inside your own home mm -hmm. right and then yeah. the pursuit of happiness how will you spiritually find that pursuit of happiness when if you're in lockdown or you can't do certain things how are you still able to satiate and feeling that freedom that happiness yeah. um so it's really an inside job yeah it is it's such yeah. an on all levels because we think that the outside world's going to fix us you know bigger better greater car girlfriend yeah. boyfriend husband this that whatever um nature yeah. nature is key I in was, all of it you know, i don't know about nature. you in your drive up here but i was walking um outside yesterday as warm as it was and I was just looking around and looking up yeah. at the trees and just trying to oh. listen as much as I could mm -hmm. to the sounds, not so much of the traffic that I, I could hear, and just just doing my utmost to, to take in as much as I could. Yes. Nature is, nature is our greatest. Our bodies and nature are our greatest teacher. You have quoted me. Oh, really? Because I say that all the time, that nature is our greatest oh, teacher. Oh, it so is. It yeah. is. But we're not, we're not attending class. Well, some <laughs> are and some are In aren't. a lot of ways. But some will have to. Yes. You know, yeah. you'll, you'll have to. You'll, it, you'll either, you either will or you won't. Yeah. And you'll do it maybe in the next lifetime. Yeah. The energy evolves. We come back again and get to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, so. Do you feel that reincarnation is not real or legitimate, but is a, um, how do I want to put this? I know that one of the reasons why the church eliminated it from its doctrine centuries ago, several centuries ago, uh, was because it gave people, they thought it gave people this false sense of, eh, I don't have to do anything right this lifetime because I'll come back and I'll do it right the next time. I don't think that people actually thought that if, if there were those who actually did believe that, oh, we come back again and again and again to learn lessons and so forth. Um, do you think that there are those today who believe in reincarnation oh my to God, the extent? Oh my God, there's a whole thing of people believe sure. that. But, if, mm -hmm. but for what reason do you think they believe that? Or maybe better yet, because you can speak to this, what reason do you believe that reincarnation is, is real? I look at things in a more scientific way. Okay. And so um, I, um, I think it takes like 
it takes like a trillion to be born again into this life. It takes like a trillion, I think it's eggs and sperms or something to actually get another body or something mm -hmm. like that. Like it, it takes forever. You don't just like snap, come back or it, it, it right. scientifically, it's just not, it, I don't think it goes that way. Right. And reincarnation is not something I, um, for me, I do, I, I don't think about past lives or reincarnation because I'm dealing with this life right here, right now. Yes. I've got, I got plenty on my hands I, right I was, now. <laughs> I, say, I don't need yeah. to be getting into the other stuff. I mean, for God's <laughs> sake, it, talk about go to the past, yeah. you know, and be distracted. Yeah. I'm just dealing with where I am right here, sitting here, and then I've got to drive back, uh, you know, home through the, you know, and move forward and stay connected to you know creating future things right, and right. and go back into freaking past lives that's not gonna be me yeah. <laughs> so i don't know i wouldn't be the person to talk about that i, I don't have time for all that i don't i want to throw out one more before we wrap things up here sure. um a wonderful analysis of the human existence was shared with me not long ago where their perception, and I thought this was a very valid, reasonable, and logically well thought out uh, explanation as to why we are not indigenous to this planet. That if you take a look at every other species other than man, mm -hmm. they are well adapted mm -hmm. to their environments. Do you see polar bears at the equator? Do you see iguanas mm -hmm. at the poles? Mm -hmm. Of course not. Mm -mm. And yet man seems to have to um, kill other animals to create the clothing and or the, the, the things to keep them warm if they're too mm -hmm. far above the equator mm -hmm. or shed uh, pretty much everything mm -hmm. uh, in order to survive in the warmer climates. So are you asking me if there are aliens? Are we Do you think that we're indigenous to this planet? Um, that's a really good question. I know I've it's never a been strange asked question. Yeah, I've never ever been asked. I was thinking about Native Americans and how, don't even get me started. I mean, talk about illegal <laughs> aliens. We are all illegal except the Native Americans. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, okay. Period. Sure. That's different than what you just asked. I know. Um, <laughs> so we are all illegal aliens. Um, but uh, getting back to R is man indigenous to... You know, have you ever watched the show Ancient Aliens? Yes. Oh, many times. Love it. Many times. So I'm just going to leave it with that. Okay. I'm I'm a, I'm a huge subscriber to all that whole what that whole show is about. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So um, that's my answer. Okay. All right. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. We are talking with uh, Monique Guild, and we are talking about the work that she does, and her website is MoniqueGuild.com. We hope that you will go there. We will be linked to her website as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and Monique, I want to thank you so much for, number one, being on the program, number two, for taking the drive from Los Angeles all the way up here to be with us here on Tell Me Your Story. I had to do that. And yeah. three, for sharing uh, what you have with us here on the program. It's been fascinating. Thank you. It's been so refreshing to have an open discussion of, on so many different topics. Yeah, well. You know, and and, and to, to have a conversation, you yeah. know, and to explore. And so I thank you for that. I think what you're doing is amazing, and you're doing such a great job. Well, and thank you. It's so good to see you, and it was worth 
every second of the drive there, here, and back. Well, so, I'm um, hoping that the drive back, especially between here and, let's say, Ventura or Oxnard, is pleasant because you'll have a nice it'll ocean view <laughs> yeah. uh, going down that way. I don't know if you go back to PCH or not, but you still have an ocean view there if you go that way. Right. Although, unfortunately, they've got so many buildings now up on the beach side. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much you can see. But, you know, you know it's, it's the ocean good. is still there. Yeah. It's still there. It's all good. Thank you, Richard, so much. You are very You're welcome. Amazing. Before I let you go, I do have three final questions. Sure. I ask all of my guests. Sure. All right. And um, I'm going to uh, jump into those. I'm not going to mention all of the other stuff that we talk about as we wrap things up about the podcast, the video casts, and uh, all that other stuff. I'm just going to jump right into this. First of those three questions is, who is Monique Guild? Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> on, on which level? There are several. You, know? you pick. Yeah. Um, it's an open question. Who? I am a child of God. That's who I am. My child of the Creator, and I am here to allow God to work through me and do its work. And I'm here to be an open vessel and clear away my muck, whatever that those distractions are, so I can be the best channel I can possibly be to help other people and to evolve humanity somehow. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? Um, what do I want to uh, hope to? Children. I want to help kids hear their intuitive voices and no matter what is going on in their external worlds that they will know that they can hear their inside self and get the guidance they need even though there might be just absolute hell going on in front of them. Mm. I really want to help kids. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose is to live and just have as much fun as possible period <laughs> if i'm not having a good time i'm way off somewhere in other words monique is going to live out the life of pursuit of happiness ladies and gentlemen <laughs> we know that for I a can. fact and I, I can. again i thank you so much for uh, sharing you. with us here on the program today thank you so much richard you're just amazing thank you well, thank, thank you, you thank you and I thank you for listening to and watching Bye Tell everybody. Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, broadcast, videocast, <laughs> love to Lal and Jeanette, I'm listening.